Hey, Riley. Oh, I know you're probably really busy. What's up, Beastman? I am trying to podcast here, thank you. This'll only take a second. No, you can't eat it. Unless it's in the kitchen, you cannot eat it. That's the rule. But if I move the plant into the kitchen... Nice try. No. What about that mint plant you were growing for yourself? Eat that? (laughs) I wanted something a little more savory. Then eat a potato chip! (sighs) Okay. But it's not the same. I know, it's a lot less likely to possibly kill you. And use a plate. Don't just eat over the sink. I don't want the floor getting all crunchy and oh my god, those words are coming out of my mouth. You know what? Get crumbs everywhere. I refuse to care about crumbs. You're not getting me today, adulthood. Use a plate? Get crumbs everywhere. Got it. Happy podcasting! Am I free to begin? Are you done conversing with my erstwhile employees? Yes, definitely start. I have a meeting after this. Welcome to Garden Plots with Skeletor, the only gardening podcast. The only gardening podcast. That what? Will come to your house and abduct your plants if you don't water properly? No. Well, yes, we will do that. But, I mean, it is the only gardening podcast. Um, no? No, it very much isn't. There are other gardening podcasts? Who would dare? I assume they all would have folded once they realized the genre had been perfected. I guess some people just don't know when to quit. Like trying to outpodcast you, or write the great attorney a novel, or become accepted as a member of an orcapod, or gain the power of Grayskull. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make noise. Don't worry, you could not possibly interrupt more than Beastman. I've tried. But you might make it on the leaderboard with a little practice. Ooh, I accept your challenge. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Did you get me a live studio audience? Riley, I am glad you are taking your duty seriously, but a live audience generally consists of more than one person? I didn't get you a studio audience. It directly conflicts with my vow to never feed your ego. For the same reason you don't feed owlbears in national parks. Well, who is this person? This is Cody. They use they-them pronouns. I'm non-binary. Basically, for me, that just means that I don't identify as either a man or a woman. So, you use plural pronouns? Yes. That's genius. By using plural pronouns, not only are you existing outside the arbitrary confines of the gender binary, you are also making your enemies think, there are more of you! Uh... That was a side benefit I had not considered, I guess. You are guaranteed to strike fear into the hearts of those who would oppose you. Sure, they might resist a he or a she, but they. Your enemies would be fools to tangle with a legion of opponents. I mean, I don't have enemies, though. I guess sometimes my roommate and I disagree about things, but usually we talk it out. Doing prep work at the bar dries out my hands pretty bad. So I guess maybe slicing limes is my enemy? But you have the opportunity to frighten and cow any who would stand against you. These naysayers hear the word they and what might they imagine? A conquering horde, an elite strike force, an evasion of ninjas, a herd of rowdy mercenaries, a swarm of bees! (laughs) Well, yeah, 
I guess sometimes my gender is a swarm of bees. You should capitalize on your enemy's weakness before they realize that there's just one of you. I think the citrus fruit already knows that there's just one of me. Hmm. Pity. Uh, just to check, you can't actually turn into a swarm of bees, can you? Oh my god, please stop. Uh, no. You don't get any special powers when you come out as non-binary, unfortunately. Hmm. You should speak to someone about that. Why didn't you bring them around sooner, Riley? They clearly have a canny mind for evil doings. I think it should be pretty obvious why I haven't. I'm usually at work when you're recording, so Riley and I don't get to hang out as often as I like, and she invited me to sit in since I just got done with a shift at the speakeasy. Luckily for you, you are in the presence of gardening greatness. And don't you forget it, audience! It is July and prime weeding season for any gardener who hasn't been diligent in their planting and garden preparation. Which I assume is most of you. Now, weeds are defined as any unwanted plant, but that is very much in the eye of the beholder. Several common weeds, like purslane and dandelions, are perfectly edible in and of themselves. Indeed, both are popular with foragers. I've always wanted to get into that. Really? You are welcome to come on my next foraging ramble, provided you can keep up and keep quiet. Oh, I'll let you know the next time we're going. The next time who is going? You said, and this is a quote, I would rather listen to an hour of your uhs and ums than go on another nature walk with you. <laughs> that was a joke. Obviously. Really? That was a terrible joke. But fine, if you can also keep your complaining to yourself, I will permit you to accompany me. Now, to weeds. Hey, Riley. I collected the papers that look like bills or receipts. At least all the ones that have not been used as paper mache, set on fire, or mysteriously eaten. Where should I put them? Thanks, Beastman. Just set them on the desk. I'll get to it once we're done recording. Sure thing. That was strange. But anyway, as for weeds... One of the most basic and crucial aspects of weeding is that you must pull weeds as soon as you see them. You may think, ah, what difference can a day make? I am in charity with the world and my favorite tune is playing on the radio. I feel the warmth of the sun upon my face and perhaps this little weed may enjoy this day too. I shall leave it for the nonce. And that is how you get more weeds! Weeds go to seed very quickly! Once a weed has gone to seed, you have, in essence, allowed your weed to seed your garden bed with its progeny. Immature weeds are also much easier to pull and less likely to disturb the roots of your other plants. Mulch. 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 That's pretty fun. Yes! Thank you! Mulch is fun! Mulch is an excellent weed deterrent. Adding bark or straw in a layer of about two to three inches around the roots of your plants will block out the sunlight from any would-be weeds looking to sprout amongst your turnips, etc. Do not leave bare open soil in your garden. Do not do it! This is where the mulch comes in. Another help is planting your crops close together. Obey the recommended distances on the seed packets, but do not plant your seedlings any further apart than that. The more densely packed your garden, the more likely to choke out weeds. Watering intelligently will also reduce your weed problem. Water the actual plants in your garden. Do not just spray the water indiscriminately. Not only does lazy spraying waste water, but it also waters patches of soil that likely contains seeds for weeds that you'll be forced to pull later. So do not give those seeds the water they need to thrive. 
Intentional watering of your cultivated plants will help keep your future weeding to a minimum. If you already have weeds, and let's be honest, if you have a garden, you likely have weeds, there are a few tools that may help in your battle. The hand trowel, a small shovel-like implement. Scooby bud. Ooh, good. <sighs> the hand trowel is effective and something you likely already possess. For more weed-specific tools, the Hori Hori knife is excellent and has a desirable air of menace with its wide blade and serrated edges. Stab the soil at an angle to the base of your weed and leverage it out, making yourself feel both dangerous and accomplished. Mulchetti. Love it. If you're in need of something with a long handle that doesn't require you to bend over as much, the collinear hoe is a wise option. Dirt squeegee. Nice one. Or reachy scrape? No! Collinear hoe. The sharpened blade that lays nearly flat to the ground allows one to get just under the root of weeds and cut them off. It's also precise, allowing you to, in essence, sweep around the base of your plants, brushing the weeds toward you for easy disposal. You cannot compost weeds unless you would like to grow a crop of them. Weeds must be bagged or burned in most cases. If there is a patch of your garden that you are leaving wild to encourage native pollinators, you can certainly leave your defeated weeds there. Be aware that while leaving part of your garden untended is an important part of your duties as a gardener, when weeds go to seed, some of the seeds are likely to blow into your cultivated areas, such as the price of doing your duty for native pollinators. Oh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Not sorry enough, merman. I just wanted to check how the budget meeting went. I was stuck in the infinite linen closet on the third floor. Well, the third, second, and fifth floor. You know the one. Oh, man, that thing is the worst. Yeah, the budget meeting went, well, pretty bad. We have enough to keep the lights on and stuff, but we have got to start bringing in some money. How did you guys ever make money in the first place? Um, schemes mostly. You know, theft, ransom, that sort of thing. Yeah, no. Brainstorm some other options. And make it clear that we're absolutely not burning anything down for the insurance money. All right, but you have to be the one to break that to Whiplash. Deal. Show me what you come up with before I take off. Will do. And... Why is everyone so interested in your opinion all of a sudden? No, oh, come on. It's dumb and boring. Which is not an answer to the question I asked you. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah? I mean, thank you. I guess it's a little cool. They barely let me be shift manager at the speakeasy, and they let you be in charge of Snake Mountain? That's amazing. They... They saw your evil potential and selected you as their overlord? I'm not an overlord, just like a temporary chairperson. Emphasis on temporary. It's more like being a glorified babysitter than an overlord. Only, maybe not the glorified part. Still, they chose you to rule over them. No, not really. It was just that my name got picked out of the hat. I put it in there last month, and maybe took a couple other names out. You did a scheme? I wouldn't call it a scheme, it was more like a prank. Also, maybe an insurance policy against letting Whiplash be in charge. He's very cool, but I don't know how much more chaos this place can handle. Uh, Skeletor, are you crying? No, I would never. This is just mentorly pride. Do you want some tissues? You're leaking some, um, mentorly pride. Are you sure you're not upset? Or maybe jealous? I didn't think you'd take it this well. Riley, this calls for a celebration! You are coming into your own as an evil overlord. 
My steady mentorship and evil influence have molded you into a despotic ruler who has been entrusted to lead this evil fortress. There wasn't, like, boats or anything. My name just got picked out of the hat. The hat that you cunningly put your name into? It wasn't really a cunning thing. Totally cunning. Beastman hasn't managed it. He just keeps submitting his resume. I did find a piece of paper with his name on it stuffed into one of my socks last week, though, so... Perhaps he's getting closer. You can take the compliment, Riley. Skeletor's proud of you. I'm proud of you. Such a difficult stage. Not a hench, but not yet an overlord. Although make no mistake, if the mood struck me, I could overthrow your reign in a millisecond, but that does nothing to diminish the pride and satisfaction I feel as your mentor. Thank you. What do you want to do to celebrate? An evil masquerade ball! Absolutely not! Have you even looked at the budget? Low budget. Hmm. Well, pizza party is an option. Hmm, maybe. An evil masquerade pool party? Eh, that could be okay. You can't just put evil masquerade in front of it and make it a thing. I bet you look cute in a swimsuit. Uh, um, I bet you look great in one too. See, we could be cute together. Yes, I mean, yes, that would be nice. And I'd like that. Riley, are you going on a date? Is this what a non-contractual date looks like? I must say it's incredibly unclear what's going on here. Oh my god, shut up. Um, would you like it to be a date, Riley? If if you're cool with um, a date, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, it would be cool to go on a date with you. Great, I'd love that too. Is this a date now? Is that what's happening? I don't think it is, but yeah, it's hard to tell. I know, right? How can anyone tell with these vague plans? Ugh, how are you both so bad at whispering? Please stop asking questions. Just just talk about plants, okay? I was going to talk about plants anyway. You don't get to tell me when to talk on my own podcast. Fine, I'll talk. Um, squash is a plant, you can plant whatever, and it grows for a while, and then you can squash, and if you roast it, like my dad does, you can put little chunks of it into scones and stuff. So you have butternut squash scones, and dad was wondering if you wanted him to make you some, because I think he bought too much squash the last time you went to the farmer's market. That is not accurate information about squash! Fine, you have forced my hand. (laughs) You're growing up so fast. And there's no difference between any of the squashes, you can grow them all the same way. Stop listening to Riley! Riley! Edit out your falsehoods. There are many varieties of squash, but they primarily fall into two categories, summer squash and winter squash. Winter squash has an incredibly long growing season, and if you are in a warmer climate, the middle of summer is the time to plant your winter squash so it can be harvested in the cooler months. Winter squash varieties include butternut, acorn, banana, and spaghetti squash. There are plenty others out there, but those are often the ones you'll run into. Expect a long wait to harvest, 60 to 110 days. They take up a great deal of space in the garden and like to vine out, so be prepared to deal with wandering squash as the summer continues. Plant your seeds in full sun. If you're worried about the vining getting out of control, an A-frame or trellis between 5 to 8 feet can be used to train your squash vines. The seeds need to be sown 2 to 3 inches deep. You want them sown in a large divot in the soil, generally 4 to 5 seeds per divot. The hollow well you've created in the soil helps retain moisture in drier areas. Keep those divots spaced six to eight feet apart. 
Once the seeds sprout, you'll thin down to the two strongest seedlings. Do not pull up the seedlings you're thinning. That will disturb the roots. Cut them at the soil level and leave them to die and nourish the soil. Oof, that's unfortunate. But pretty metal. Agreed, Favriel. The perils of gardening. Did you disagree with your peace lily? Yes. We don't always see eye to Spadix, but she made a fine point. Gardening is rarely for the soft of heart. Don't push it. Squashes require a great deal of water. Water deeply and evenly. Don't worry too much if the leaves look wilted during the hotter parts of the day. If the leaves look wilted in the morning, water immediately. Squash doesn't appreciate a high nitrogen content in fertilizer, so if you have the option, a 510-10 fertilizer is a good one. Follow the harvest guidelines on your seed packets. Squash ripen on the vine so you cannot harvest them until they are ready. The rind of your squash will firm up as they approach ripeness, so an easy way to test that your squash are mature is to press your thumbnail into the rind of your squash. If you can't dent the skin, it's ready to be harvested. Harvest is simple. Get a clean knife or pruning shears and cut the squash from the vine, leaving three inches of stem. This helps keep the squash fresh for longer. Finally, curing and storing. Are you serious? There's more? Can't you just eat them then? Naturally, but if you're any kind of gardener, and I gather from your general cluelessness that you are not- Watch it. Oh, thank you, Riley, but I do work in a bar. I don't think Skeletor is capable of being ruder than the crowd during the last few minutes of happy hour on a Thursday evening. Don't make excuses for him. This is the only way he learns. You take that again, nicely. I'm doing this only because Cody has been perfectly pleasant and also might have bee powers. I don't have bee powers. Yet. Are bee powers a thing you think I could get? Probably, with the appropriate forms and a certification of some kind. You don't have to humor him. No, no, I'm thinking about embracing this multiple bee lifestyle. I don't know if it would get in the way of my bartending gig. Nonsense! With the exception of that botanically libidinous he-buddy, Bumblor, bees should be welcome at every venue. Yeah, little buzz buddies. Noble striped pollen warriors. Riley, Cody is a delight. Why didn't you bring them around sooner? You never bring your friends around. Are you... embarrassed of me? No, I'm afraid that you'll put them in the moth cage. There is a moth cage? There was. Rest in peace, gentle moth cage. But fine, I suppose I might have threatened your friends a tiny bit. Besides, I mainly hang out with the theater kids, and there's a limit to how much drama can fit in this recording studio. <laughs> I would drama them under the table. But back to the topic at hand. Yes, it is possible to eat winter squash immediately after harvest, but there are limits to how much squash any one person can eat before your harvest turns to spoil. To prolong the life of your squash, they need curing. Set your squash out in the sun for one to two weeks. The rind of your squash will continue to firm up, creating a stronger barrier against mold and bacteria. The curing process also causes the sugars in your squash to concentrate, giving it a sweeter, richer flavor. Acorn squash are the exception to this and don't benefit from curing. Store your squash in a cool, dry, well-ventilated area, preferably not touching one another. You want to be able to easily check for darker spots periodically. If you see what appears to be a water stain on your squash, use it as soon as possible. Those marks are the precursor to your squash starting to rot. Cured and properly stored squash can last for several months, 
up to as many as six in the case of the butternut and banana squash. Plan accordingly, and you can have a gourd bounty to sustain you, even in the depths of winter. Hey, Riley. What's up, Merman? Oh, oh, hey, Cody. Uh, Riley, I caught Beastman trying to gnaw on the string of hearts again. You leave my Serapigio woody eye alone, you harebrained hoodlum. I was... I was... flossing. Um, How do you want us to punish him? Uh, I'm not great at discipline. Make him eat more of it. Put him in the dungeon. No and no. You can come up with something fair, I'm sure. Hmm. Beastman, you have to write a five-page report on the evolution and cultivation of the String of Hearts. You have to turn it in on Wednesday. No! I hate doing informative writing. Should have thought of that before you started gnawing on stuff that isn't yours. Hmm. She has a point. It is a just punishment. Go to the library and get on it. Can it be double-spaced? No. And I don't want to see a 12-point font either. And don't make me assign you an annotated bibliography. Oh, you wouldn't. Don't test her, Beastman. That's how Whiplash ended up having to do a slide presentation on the history and science of glue. To be fair, he shouldn't have been putting up his band posters over the faces in the portrait gallery. He is going to be flayed with a dessert fork if he touched those! Maybe a less fair punishment than the writing a paper thing. Don't worry about it. Ninjar is already fixing them. Ninjar? Yeah, he just finished his master's in art restoration. It's fine. How do you not know this about the people you hire? Riley, showing an interest in your minions creates an expectation that you're going to be soft. A pushover. You can't be going to their graduations and celebrating their accomplishments. You came to my graduation. No, I didn't. Yes, you definitely did. You and Nana nearly destroyed the ping pong table at my graduation party. You can't prove that! And also, she was cheating. Yes, I can. There are a ton of pictures. Drat! I, I mean... Pictures, hmm? Well, until you can produce them, I say you are bluffing. And before you start plotting overwrought schemes to steal the photos, they're on the internet already. My mom put them on her Facebook weeks ago. On Facebook, you say? No. You cannot steal all of Facebook. It is not possible. Only because none have been bold enough to try. Yep, okay. Well, if you really want to squander the rest of this episode on that, that's your call. But I have a meeting soon, so... Fine. Podcast now. Plot later. It is time for Leaf It to Me. Dear Skeletor, I have a bit of a fascination with fire, so I tend to get burned a lot. That's love for you. Hmm. I knew there was something about that concept I didn't like. Uh, I don't think that's what love actually is. No? Pretty sure no, yeah. You don't sound terribly certain, and I don't make a habit of trusting your judgment anyway, Riley. Mmm, I think you do, actually. What about you, though, Cody? Are you and your swarm an expert on this? I mean, not an expert, no, and just so you're not confused, I'm not actually a swarm of bees. I think it was a compliment. You might just want to run with it. Oh, okay. Well, the bees and I are not experts, but like we know that while love looks different for the people involved in it, it definitely does not involve bodily harm. Interesting. Unless you're doing the bodily harm together, as like, a date activity. Oh, like... Laying bear traps for your enemies. I meant like getting body piercings or roller derby. 
But bear traps are, you know, actually, I'm just going to say that is not much of a date activity. Agree to disagree. Uh, By which I mean that you are wrong, but I'm not going to punish you for it. Yet. So, uh, the letter continues. My friends suggested that I get an aloe plant and some professional help. And so far, both are doing great. However, today I noticed that my aloe was looking as crispy as I do after a wild Saturday night. Ha! Its color was different, and it looked a little soft. Is it a watering thing? I bet it is water. Sincerely, former firebug in Fear Mountain. Well, former, your problem could be water, or it could be the sun. Your aloe vera likes bright light, but the direct sunlight is too hot. It will burn and damage the leaves. Furthermore, former, I have addressed this question in Season 1, Episode 12. How dare you waste my time in this manner? I am a busy evil genius with better things to do than regurgitate information on command for your amusement. We already did that one? Dang it. I didn't have time to check for the budget meeting. Well, finally, we need a word from our sponsor and then I gotta go. We absolutely are not doing any sponsors until I get back full control of this show. Don't fight me on this. Snake Mountain really, really needs to optimize its revenue stream. Well, that's a fancy way of putting it. I have no idea where that came from. You cannot force me to help Snake Mountain dig itself out of this pit of disloyalty dug with the spade of betrayal. You are evil overlord of Snake Mountain, not Skeletor. The Skeletor no doubt appreciates that he has raised you to be the evil overlord of something. Please stop being weird. And that's fine. You don't have to do the commercial. I'd already talked to Cody about saying some things about the Snake Mountain speakeasy just in case you were being a giant baby and not wanting to read the ad copy. Yep. What? How dare you? Evil overlord privileges. Okay, Cody, are you ready? Yeah, but I've never done this before. Is there something specific I should say? Just, I guess, what it's like at the speakeasy and why people should go there. Oh, should they go there? I should have made sure you don't hate working there, probably. No, I definitely don't hate it. I really like my job, honestly. It's like a much nicer place than you'd expect. I probably shouldn't say it like that. That makes it sound bad but I just didn't expect much from a former dungeon. Awesome. Was that okay? It was perfect. Okay, we're done. I just need to pack up. Excuse you, I say when we're finished. Look, can you please not have a tantrum? I am not having a tantrum! Please, can you not make a fuss? Because I am sorry, but I really do need to go to this meeting. I'm, like, three minutes late already. Finally, uh, about that meeting. Don't worry, Merman, I'm wrapping up here. I'll be there in two minutes. Oh, no, 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 don't rush. I'm here to tell you that the meeting's been moved to seven tomorrow. Oh, that's kind of... You know, it's fine. I'll just tell Dad I'll be late for dinner. Dinner? Oh, no, I meant 7 a.m. Oh, 7 a.m. Well, no thank you. I guess it's time to pull out the old choose-a-dictator hat and pick someone else. Though you may want to empty it and fill it again, since I'm pretty sure every slip of paper left in there has my name on it. You did do a scheme! (sighs) Yes, okay, I did a scheme. Then that's it? I mean, we could change the time of the meeting, you know. Nah, I know, but I don't want to. I just don't think I'm ready for this. I thought I could be wild and fun, but the thing about responsibility is that it seems to actually make me responsible. And I know that it's coming for me, but I want to avoid the immaturity reaper for a little while longer. But you're so good at overlording! I know, and that's the worst part. I mean, just a few minutes ago, I said the phrase, we need to optimize our revenue stream. 
And even though I don't fully know what those words mean, I was being totally sincere. I'm going to have to stay up all night watching stupid TV and eating junk food to try and regain a foothold in irresponsibility. <sighs> well, I'm not surprised, but I can't pretend that I didn't hope it would work out. This is the closest this place has come to working efficiently since... Well, let's not dwell on that part. Efficiency is a distance goal, not a process, as they always say. Alright, I'll go see if I can find the hat. I put it in the coat closet, which I last saw in the entryway, but that is where it's supposed to be, so I'm fairly certain it's a trap. I'll wear some spelunking equipment just in case. Wow. Yeah. You abdicated. You okay? Yeah. I know that's not what you wanted, Skeletor, but I just wasn't happy doing it. Well, I... That was a good first run at dictatorship, Riley. You're not disappointed? No. This was an important first step to evil overlorddom, and I am... Well, you know, the not disappointed one. He's proud of you. I did not use that word. Proud? You're proud of me? No, <laughs> I... That, that he is. is. Look at his face. My face reveals nothing. I am as guarded and unreadable as magnificently sculpted stone. Nope. Totally proud. Ugh. Fine. A little. Even though dictatorship isn't for me? We'll see about that part. But yes. And anyway, this way I don't have to violently depose you should I decide to take back rulership of Snake Mountain. Much like I will violently depose you, listeners, if you fail one more of your struggling seedlings. Oh, I forgot you were still recording. But I didn't, as I, Skeletor, Green Thumb Genius and Master Mentor, forget nothing! Nor should you listeners forget to come back in two weeks for more Garden Plots with Skeletor, the show that pollulates plants and tends to future tyrants. Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairin. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairin. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairin. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairin. Cody is played by Cheyenne D. Jaycox. Beastman is played by Rafael Medina. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening. Well, I'm not a dictator now, so I guess I'm not cool like that anymore. True, but you might actually be even cooler now. Yeah? It's possible. Guess we'll have to maybe try one of those confusing, uncertain date things to find out. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the only way to know for sure. Um, maybe not body piercing, though. I'm not great with needles. <laughs> Me neither, actually. I've got two piercings, but I nearly passed out both times. So I think I'm done. Roller derby?
I could try it, but I bruise like an old grape. I actually don't know what those bruise like, but it is a thing people say, so... How about rock climbing? I've got a little fear of heights, which is not terrible, but maybe not first date material. Pro wrestling? Watching it or doing it ourselves? Either or. Potential compromise? Bouncy castle. Ooh, bouncy castle. Okay, that's solved. Now, where do we find one? Good questions. Got any little kid cousins who have birthdays coming up? Nope. But if I bribe a contractarian, he might make the bouncy castle room accessible for an evening. This castle has one of those? I'm not sure if it still does, but contractarian Renardo is a real sap and will do pretty much anything if I slip him a 20 in a soppy story about a person I'm trying to woo. Hmm. Must be a lucky person, this wooey. Well, we'll see if I make an okay wooer since I'm not a dictator anymore. I think you'll do great. Thanks. Wait, so you have two piercings? 